0: Hello, hello. We are live. We are live. I'm just checking. We should be live on YouTube, Facebook page and Facebook, but it does take a second. Hello, Hazel.
1: Hello. Hello, Heather. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. Really enjoying the sunshine at the moment. It's brilliant. September sunshine is always great.
0: Yeah, it it is. And in the UK, especially because we only get sunshine in like April and September.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So we are live. I just checked. Hurrah! hurrah, hurrah. So happy Friday, everybody. Uh, whether you're watching this on whatever day or not, hope you had a good one. This is the beginning of the autumn season, uh, or in, where I come from in North America, we call it fall. It's, we just do. But we're in the UK, so we have autumn.
1: Yes, yes. Awesome.
0: Alton. So, yes. Hazel Ockhart, you are a fabulous member of the Confidence Cabaret community, and I'm so happy that you're on here live and sharing with
1: us. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm feeling um, surprisingly relaxed. <laughs> yes, I, I am. I think because I've done a few of these, not that many, but um, the more you do, I am realising, the more you get used to it, the more relaxed you feel. So. Um, yes, yeah, thank you for inviting me.
0: Well, it's a pleasure. And and also, thank you for the nice little plug from yesterday. I think it was yesterday's post about, you know, when we do something and we yeah. do it again and we get some momentum, it gets easier. Yeah. It just does. Yeah. It's like anything.
1: Yeah, yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really beginning to realize that, you know, because um, as I said to you before, I'm so I hadn't even gone on Facebook Um before the lockdown, you know, I hardly used my mobile phone. I didn't know anything really about social media. So it's been, you know, and and being stuck in the house, bored, you know, I kind of stopped playing with my phone, looking through Facebook and everything's just mushroom for me, you know, over this lockdown. So in some ways it's been a really positive time because I've learned loads of new skills and uh, met loads of amazing people um, like yourself who I would never have met before. So yeah, that's been one of the benefits of the lockdown
0: absolutely and i think you know there's a there there's there's kind of this there's, there's a lot of people in this community who are very very confident and very comfortable and and are and are offering their services and then there's other people in the community who are like i'm not even ready to think about going live yet yeah. let alone going live yeah. and and what i'm so happy about when we met was that you said uh like I I, I wanna I want to take action like I'm ready to do that. And we did that. And we we had our, our confidence challenge call and now you're in and you'll be, you know, and, and we'll we'll talk next week actually. I haven't told you this yet. We'll talk next week with the others in the group and kind of set our next 30 days up and whatever. But I'm so excited about your challenge because you were like, so I'm gonna do something in January and then you did
1: it that yeah. day i know i know i know, I, know. I, I i realize i really need that sometimes you know i need somebody because i just sit and i'll go on and everything goes around my head like i said to you i was reading books I, i've ordered i've spent a fortune on amazon you know reading. i'm thinking i needed to read all these books to do something and saved up for courses and and you said to me what are you doing what are you doing you know you said um just do it. And I think that was so helpful to me. You know, somebody just saying that to me got me right out of my head, you know, into kind of taking action, because I am pretty good at taking action. But um, often you just need that prompt or a bit of a kick up the backside they used to say up north.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And even you know, um, sometimes we don't need permission, but we think we need permission. And all of those things are parts of of what an imposter voice would be saying so i'm not saying that anyone has imposter syndrome if they have that that need but it it is certainly a symptom of people who do have imposter syndrome is that whole kind of like who am i to be doing this i need permission i need i need qualifications and you'll never be done yeah 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 no no we're never done Never I think the first time I realized that I went I, I had been a coach for oh, probably about ten years by then. And I went to a a a coaching kind of like freebie day to see if I wanted to go on the their coaching course. And this is before everything was online. And um and I was there with two women from the BBC. Yeah and they were laughing at me. They were like, what are you doing here? You don't need this. And at the end, they said, instead of signing up for the course, we've made you a certificate. And they made me this like hand-drawn thing and went, there you go, now you're a coach. And I kind of went, oh, yeah, it is Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna get at the end is a piece of paper, okay, we'll get it typed, but. Yeah. You know, and I'm not saying I would have learned anything, but I didn't need it in order to carry on coaching, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know. It's weird. I was reading a, a little book the other day and um, it was so, it was some quite famous author. I can't remember what her name is. She's written a few books anyway, but she she went to some conference with she had L- Louise Hay on a pedestal. You know that was her hero and uh, she went to this confidence and she this conference and she kept wanting to kind of go up and talk to her but she couldn't kind of do it you know and then something happened she ended up spilling her coffee over it <laughs> by accident and it was a bit like but the whole thing for me was about how you put somebody on a pedestal and you know look up to them and really you know. You're just maybe one step behind them, all you know, everybody's different, and you know, but it's about yeah. recognizing your own um inner strengths, your inner power, in inner worth, really. That's what it's all about, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it, it really and, is. And and I yeah. think um, w- what we we all know, but we often forget in the moment is that we don't know what someone else is feeling because what you feel isn't what others see, so. Is that person, you know, anxious to be in public? I mean, I, I, I was doing, filming a podcast earlier this this morning and I, I was saying, you know, I always look to the fact that Barbara Streisand, who I to know, me is like I this, I mean, icon, you know, doesn't get, like has done everything in show business and has severe stage fright to the point where they need uh, hypnotherapy to go on stage, do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think what, what we see isn't what others are really feeling. So... We don't know their journey. We don't know their, you know, and we compare ourselves to them, which is crazy. Yeah,
1: Yeah, 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 I know. Well, my daughter is actually an improvised comedy actress, and so she goes on stage a lot. And but you know, and she's super confident on stage, you know, and she's super funny. But of course, being her mum, I see the real Heather, you know, the real. She's called Heather too, oh, really? um, you know, behind the scenes. And um, she doesn't suffer from stage fright, but she's full of insecurities. But you would never know that when she goes on stage. You know, she's really good at at what she does. Um, years of practice and craft and everything. But you know, it's it like you say, it's important to re- realize that. Not what you see from someone is how they're really feeling inside. I mean, exactly. before this, I was like deep breathing, feeling feeling really anxious, you know, and and uh, I'm, I'm okay now that I'm here, but it's, you know, all that was going on inside me before I started this. And, you know, yeah, it's it's really I, interesting, isn't it?
0: And you, you said when we spoke earlier this week that you could just, like, spontaneously go on and, and it would be fine, yeah. which is why we made it for Friday. So you had... To go through that experience of stewing and yeah, preparing yeah. and yeah. and actually yeah. it's fine yeah yeah, yeah.
1: yes yes Your i've thing. realized that i do i've realized that um if i plan too much it, 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 i never follow that plan anyway so i wonder why i even do it <laughs> you know, i've realized <laughs> i put some notes stuck it on my computer right i'm going to talk about this and i end up not talking about the thing i plan to talk about it's and it's always okay um, you know what i've talked about but um i thought why do i even bother doing this why do i even bother planning you know sometimes because i'll get to my point eventually um or i'll say something else that's important or you know meaningful and it's you know so yeah i, I kind of feel i need to be more spontaneous.
0: And trust yourself
1: yeah trust yourself yeah,
0: yeah although yeah. I thought I think a good I think a plan is good I think yeah. for anybody who fears like they're gonna dry up or whatever you could look down at your plan yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I did I, I don't usually but I did today because I'm so interested and I, I want to share what you do so yeah. um, I did actually make. Some notes, these are my notes, yeah. I know, of things that I wanna cover because I wanna share what you do and I didn't wanna miss that. And I knew that you and I could get talking and we could talk about, you know, all kinds of cool stuff. And, and never actually get to that bit. And yeah. for people who, who fear, you know, drying up or or they're gonna forget or they might the ideas might not come to them because they're not they're not extroverted and they, yeah. they need to have processed it, then a plan is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it it yes. can be. You and I are pretty extroverted, so yeah. we're just gonna say She's what comes so. out of our mouth.
1: Do you think I'm an extrovert? <laughs> Do like, I
0: think <laughs> I think you come across as an extrovert. Oh, that's
1: interesting. I think I've got got both sides. You know, I think, yeah, I've got a bit of a polarity personality thing going on. You know, um, I'm married um, to a real extrovert. I mean, I call him a real extrovert. He is super confident. He's super out there, you know. And so... Well, if I compare myself to him, I'm, I'm, I'm a real introvert, but I think I, I can be quite extroverted, but I can equally be introverted. A bit of a polarity going on. So that's okay.
0: I can tell you why that probably is. Yeah. Um, so, so first of all, extroverts are not more confident. They just appear more confident. Yeah. Um, and sometimes their way of expressing themselves and their pace yeah is just because extroverts just think out loud. That's a, a fundamental yeah. difference, right? Yeah. So they're just thinking out loud. And that appears more confident because they seem yeah. to have all the answers right there. Yeah. But that's just because they don't think it's their head. So yeah. you could argue that introverts have more confidence because they take that time to consider yeah. and then respond. Right. Yeah. Um, also, sometimes extroverts, because I am a very strong extrovert, sometimes extroverts will use that talk to cover up or buy time yeah to gather their thoughts. So it, again, isn't necessarily more confident. But what will happen with an an introvert is when we have trust with one another, then the introvert, so extroverts build trust like that, right? Like trust everybody right away. That's why they can chat to anybody, right? And so then it's almost like prove me wrong that I shouldn't trust you rather than trust is something that's earned, which is the opposite in how introverts process it. So once we have trust and then we can have that more extroverted behavior because you 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 know if you if you're the introvert, you know that if you're talking to, to somebody that you trust yeah. that it's gonna be safe to say what you think, it's gonna be safe if it doesn't come out quite right, it's gonna be you know, and that's where we get the more extroverted behavior, which is really different to extroverted preference. Yeah.
1: Interesting. Yeah, really.
0: So if you and I had never talked before you might not feel quite so extroverted
1: that's true that's true that's true yeah yeah that's that's so true yeah so talk
0: to me about well first of all let's talk about your book
1: right okay well I've got so, a copy here to show so you right really? no it is a, it's it's really a booklet I call it a booklet really because um it's um a tiny little thing. So okay. So it hasn't got many pages. Right. Um, and the book is on person-centered art therapy. Um, and it comes with a set of cards, little task cards. So it's about 60 cards altogether. Um, they've got names. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But um, I wrote the book um, following, I used to work for a charity in Brighton, working with women who were sexually abused in childhood. And um, the charity, a group of women in the charity um, got some money Um, to run a project. And the project was to go out into the community, running workshops for women who'd been abused, um, and to explore, you know, some of the issues they were facing. Um, And it was going to be based on art. Following the workshops, we had art exhibitions in these different communities, towns. uh, We went to Bristol, Totnes, Brighton, you know, mainly in the southeast, and we'd have an art exhibition to raise awareness about sexual abuse. Now, this is going back to to, to the year 2000, so it was just around about the millennium. The money was given from the actual Mind Millennium Fund, which was like a mental health project, so it was brilliant. They got about £10,000. I had just done a person-centred, I trained as a counsellor, but I'd just done a person-centred art therapy course, and uh, they asked me if I wanted to run these workshops. Well, I mean, I sort of, I've, i sort of run a few groups before, but it's mainly training for volunteers working on a telephone helpline, and uh, I hadn't done anything like that before. Certainly not with art. I'd worked individually with people, and I'd used art myself for years, going back before you even heard about art therapy. I actually started using art therapeutically myself on myself. Um, years ago you know probably in my early 30s so yeah i've been working with art anyway anyway i did these workshops absolutely amazing i loved it it was a really amazing experience really hard work really hard work but it was just a really interesting experience the women in the workshops um said to me that they'd love to carry it on but you know there wasn't many art therapists around at the time it was very expensive and um So that was when the seed was planted, that I could kind of write some sort of book to, you know, just to help women who wanted to explore art through themselves, who couldn't afford to go and see an art therapist. Um, And I wanted to be really simple. So it was kind of almost a mini workshop, you know, that's what I wanted to give people. But I didn't write it straight away, following the other things happened, you know, got on the way and... um, so I sort of put it, I keep saying, I kind of put it in the cupboard, put this book in the cupboard and left it for about seven years. And it was, something happened to my life. It, um, I had three major bereavements in a space of a year. So it was it was full on, full on. But, and I actually gave up my job at the time because uh, I, I got really burnt out, you know, the, the bereavements and um, other things were happening. And I thought, right, I'm gonna, stop this work and uh, so I had this space in front of me and I was grieving and I kind of got the book out of the cupboard and I thought the idea for the book I'd worked on it a little bit you know and sort of it was it was done I don't know if you read the tiny Apple Mac computers where the screens were about that big so it was done on one of these you know the printer really basic printers and I came up I've still got the original the original um, and but so I managed to I actually got a small business grant at the time as well. Um, yeah. So this became a focus. And so I did. The, I wrote the book when I was actually in a, a really you know, hard grieving p- process, but it gave me something to focus on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, I found in different times of my life, things I've gone through, having, I think at one time I was I had prenatal depression before my son was born. I took up knitting. I wasn't any good at it. But find doing something creative, is is actually, it's always helped me anyway, you know, move through some difficulties in my life. Anyway, I published the book, but it was very much a a prototype. You know, I kind of got a hundred copies done and I put it out there, gave it to some friends, sold a few on, I think it was on eBay at the time, um, and just to get feedback on it, to to see whether it actually worked or not. So I went through this like little process and um, again, um, something happened. I put it back in the cupboard. So the book went back in the cupboard twice. (laughs) And it went back in the cupboard up until lockdown. And, um, yeah, I managed to get it out again, publish it again. um, Yeah, and I'm selling it. And the the other exciting thing that happened was um, the course that I did years ago, the UK Association of Person-Centred Creative Arts, sort of changes now. name. Um the director got in touch with me and she reviewed the book for me and she's put it onto the student book list. So the book is actually on yeah. student book list in a place I trained at. So I'm absolutely thrilled about that. So that's really brilliant. You know so is- every time every time the course runs somebody might buy a book but that's fine. It's just the it's just a lovely feeling to have that, you know, sort of because when I and when I sent it to her, I have to tell you about this because this is interesting thing again about confidence, you know. I thought, oh, the UK director of the Association of Persons said, she's going to review my book. So I sent it to her and I had three weeks of sitting there looking at my email <laughs> every day. Oh, she's going to think it's rubbish. Oh, yeah, yeah. I went through it again, this huge anxiety. And, and I thought, I don't even know this woman. And I'm giving her all this power to review my book, you know, and I talked myself into it. she's going to think it was rubbish she got back to me and she loved it obviously <laughs> she said and one of the things she said which was lovely was i really want to honor your work i can really see the amount of work you put into it which was oh. like, which was such a lovely thing you know for somebody to say to me she really saw that i had actually put a lot into it you know so anyway it's out there now i'm selling it and uh, promoting it and um, Yeah, it's, uh, but as I say, it's a very, it's, I wanted it to be really simple, because there's a lot, there's a lot of books out there on theory of art therapy, aimed at art therapists, or somebody who's training as an art therapist, there's, there's some other books that are, um, you know, going through art exercises, but this is definitely, this is like, still quite different, because it is like, it could give you like a little mini course experience. That's cool. Um, So, yeah, yeah, it's, and you can mix and match it up, you can, use it to get personal insight. You can use it just to be creative. So I I sort of tell you different ways you can use it. And it it gives you a, it's a, it's a basic introduction to kind of using art therapeutically. So
0: So when you say art, what is your definition?
1: Well, art for me is Anyway, I suppose you express yourself. I mean, I do say in the book that, you know, if you, some people might want to dance, that's their art. Yeah, dancing, movement, because people have different ways of visualising as well. You know, I mean, I'm very visual. I see images really quickly in my head, but other people sort of sense things. um, People feel things. um, and, And so, you know, I do, what i say in the book as well is you know you just don't have to paint you could you can oh are you okay heather breaking up slightly um yeah you can sculpt something you know it's it's so that art for me is about self-expression you know it's not necessarily painting i paint um and i draw but um you know other people kind of have a different meaning for art that's how i say art Um, yeah that makes sense yeah
0: yeah it does it does and your book is specifically talking about like drawing or painting that kind of thing or is it it it
1: is it is yes it is there's a journaling element to it as well you know I encourage people to journal to learn through, through the artwork but um but I do say it in the book if you find that painting isn't the thing for you you know go and explore go and explore what your thing is you know whether it is dance or whether it is sculpting or working with clay or that you could apply the same principle to anything because it's about projecting, you know, you project yourself into your dance. So you project yourself into your art or your poetry or your writing, you know, so um, you could use the, some of the principles, especially the question part of my book um, to, to learn from whatever you do you know the way you express yourself does that make sense
0: yes it does yes it does hello Martha thank you for joining us I love this too I love this too um and so and 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 obviously I'm gonna love that that you can you know your own self-expression so where does journaling come in in relation to it, because I know that your new, brand new, shiny Facebook group yes, yes. is exploring your life through art and journaling. So, where does the journaling come in?
1: Well, the journaling comes in as a, as a reflection, part of a reflection process. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because um, in the book, I ask questions, you know, there's questions to ask of your artwork or your image or, you know, whatever you've produced. And um, the questions are specifically designed to, for you to reflect on that and explore in your journal, you know, um, about the artwork. And so you can get insight into that. Um, <clears throat> so the journal is definitely about reflecting okay. as far as the book's concerned. Oh, sorry, I've got frog in my throat here. That's
0: okay. So then, so then that means that, and i and i i i kind of already know the answer i i kind of i've heard an answer from you already (laughs) i'm in your facebook group uh and you're talking about you know where am i now and then doing the journaling which is your reflection and then doing um an an expression of some some sort of you you've done a drawing
2: um
0: that that's kind of reflecting that or you could do it vice versa yeah, is yes. there a difference between self-expression coming before reflection or reflection coming before self-expression, or is it just preference?
1: I think it's preference, yeah, definitely preference, yeah. I mean, sometimes, a lot in the past I've worked straight away with image and image and then wrote about it, um, And but sometimes I do it the other way around, you know, I kind mm-hmm. of write about how I'm feeling and then uh, I might draw an image that kind of goes with that, You know, but it, you can do both or you can do either you know it works quite works really well together art is a art what I love about art and image work is it cuts right through the conscious mind you know you get so much it's actually really it's a very powerful um process because you can get stuff from images that you wouldn't even realize you could get you know it's it just by asking a few simple questions um it it, it's it's very powerful yeah so but the writing and reflecting on it is is an important part of the process
2: yeah
1: and writing's good anyway I think writing is just good you know just to splurge things get things out of ourselves um I was reading something this morning about how how yeah I think Julia Cameron and the artist way talks about not um Not even reading back your writing, you know, just the act of doing the writing is it's therapeutic in itself.
0: Yeah, I can't I I don't I don't enjoy reading that back when I've journaled. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But for me there's something about using a pen as opposed to typing. I can type faster than I can write now. But I I feel like it's know somehow more honest if I use a pen
1: I don't know why I'm saying yeah 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 there's something um it might be something primitive I don't know primal I don't know but yeah because they talk about the right hand and the left hand as well you know being the dominant hands and that but I think um, I can't even read my own writing these days (laughs) but I do just love the process of writing yeah Yeah. it, it sort of just yeah, I don't know what it is. I'm I mean, way.
0: maybe it's just how our neural pathways were formed because we wrote before we typed and, you know, yes. um, certainly yeah. later millennials onwards, they, they yeah. type probably yeah. more, they've, they've typed more than they've written in their life for most yeah. for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So what are um, what are the morning pages? Because I know you talked about this a little bit in terms of your journaling. Is there a oh, difference my.
1: between you journal? well I just this was a thing that came from Julia Cameron um which I read years and years ago and I just remembered it again lately uh, she talked about getting up in the morning um and and doing and writing straight away in the morning um before you know you do anything else even you know just to help you start your day in some way to kind of maybe you know empty your thoughts onto the paper and um and, and she talked about also doing it regularly doing it every day is really important to get to keep that momentum going you know to be to be more creative to help your creative thinking um I'm hopeful. I mean in the mornings I must have to say I'm I'm really slow at getting up in the mornings I kind of like a couple of cups of tea you know I'll sit and I'm a great daydreamer I kind of sit daydreaming a lot in the morning um and I but I, I, that's another thing I've challenged myself now I'm going to just stop writing in the mornings um it'll be interesting to see if all those daydreams that go around in my head kind of start coming out of the paper and so that's mm-hmm. my little challenge but i as far as what i do paint i'm an artist as well um but i tend to do my painting in the evenings because i find that's when i'm kind of most relaxed and um i just enjoy painting more in the evenings um, and I've done that for years. You know, I just seem to be more creative. I think it goes back to when my children were tiny. You know, when you remember you're busy all day, and you get them to bed, and that's kind of my time now. So I kind of always got to feel like the evenings are my time. You know, to kind of be creative or do something creative. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah. So I don't know. There's the a best time of day. You know, different people have. Some people are more creative when they're relaxed, some people want to be really energised, you know, to do something creative. So I think everybody's different.
0: I think so too. Uh, and I'm just, I'm just making a comment into the community. It's about creating habits. So,
1: yeah.
0: um, so I'm more productive in the evenings. I, I can work much easier in the evenings. I can, I can get my courses written and things. Um, yeah. But I think For me, you've just kind of triggered something in my head about if I was journaling in the morning, those thoughts come out unfiltered, whereas once I'm awake and I've had my caffeine and I've got my stuff going, then I would probably edit thoughts more.
2: Yes, yes, yes,
0: yes, yes, So I think you've just found my... those of you who who don't know we we have a confidence challenge um, which is open to anybody it's completely free it's we kind of have a call figure out what you want to work on Um, and then and then um, we have a small group so we get together every couple of weeks and just check in and and hold each other accountable and support Uh, and then next week we'll start a new 30-day challenge so my 30-day challenge up right now is is taking terrifying action so if i want to do something i don't say no i do it which means that i have to speed up uh, my my thought process and just say yep without allowing myself to think about it too much or i'll talk myself out of it and find valid reasons why not so um so so it's been really interesting because we've you know we've we've kind of shared that thought process whereas other people need to slow down and think and and so on. Mm-hmm. Um and I I think I'm avoid I think I I don't think it's that much of a challenge for me to do crazy terrifying things. <laughs> I think it's more of a challenge for me to slow down and think. Yeah. So I think probably we're gonna find on the confidence challenge when we have our call next week. And if anybody does want to join, to put a comment below or send me a, a DM and and now uh, we can set that up. Uh because that's how Hazel and I met. Uh and 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 so, but I think um I think that's slowing down, I might set that as my 30 days of journaling or 30 days of morning pages. (laughs) The reason that that I'm saying that that needs to be my thing is because I so do not want to do it. Right. Because if you move the rocks, there's stuff underneath them, right? There's yeah, crabs yeah, and yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
0: little fish yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you didn't yeah. want to know. I don't wanna I don't wanna see the jellyfish at the bottom of the <laughs> sea. Yeah yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. That's re- interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. That, that sounds really interesting. So what have you been doing for your terrifying challenges <sighs> then?
0: <laughs> no, I'm exhausted because so there's a lot of things that a, a lot of us, not only but especially women, do which is that at mm, my age and so on. And I've never been an advocate. I've never been an advocate of that at all. In fact, if there's anything that's like a for my age, then I, I make sure I do it, even though I'm not supposed to. And I did when I was younger as well, because people were always saying, "Oh, you, you know, you can't possibly know anything. You're too young." And now people say, "Oh, you're doing so well for your age," and it really pisses me off if I'm honest. <laughs> so um so so i i i already have that anyway and that's where you know with cabaret i had some that was kind of my last hurdle was oh yeah but nobody wants to nobody wants to see this dance like do you know it was that kind of like i'm too old kind of thought and i i spent a long time with that um unpicking where that was coming from anyway um so i had i went to uh and after hours a nightclub, started at midnight, stayed out all night, did like a whole DJ night, which was fabulous and fun. I wanted to go, I wanted to hear it, I wanted to be there in the atmosphere. Um, but then there was a part of me going, oh, gonna be ridiculous. You could be in bed at 11 p.m. on a Saturday night. Why are you doing this? You know, you know. Um, so, and I haven't done anything like that, obviously, because we haven't been able to from, from lockdown, but, um, so I was like, you know, I I had, I had a guest list and I went, yep, I'm doing it. I'm going. Um, I, I've been to, to several things where I thought, oh, I'm, I'm too tired or, oh, I don't really know if I'll like it. And I've, I've, gone along uh, i've loved everything i've done i've yeah. i really have and my my philosophy is well if i don't like it i can leave like yeah. you know yeah. I yeah, I exactly. or do the thing sure. um and it started with uh performing cabaret uh, four weeks ago four weeks
1: ago yesterday yeah. um so that was fun
0: amazing i know
1: i said yeah, i, I, I said to somebody the other day, um, I was on a little group and uh, we were talking and I was kind of dressed up and she said, oh, you're looking really nice. I said, well, yeah, I'm actually going out dancing now. You know, I mean, I I go out 10 o'clock at the weekends. I don't actually go out until 10 o'clock, till two in the morning, you know, and I'm 65 and I still like going out to the pub and I love live music and I love dancing. You know, people go, really?
0: (laughs) Yeah. So why not? Why not? I, absolutely, absolutely. I also did. Um, I've also done a few challenges in the last few weeks where I've sort of thought, "Ooh, I don't really want to look at that." And there was a really, a really great one that I'd, I'd always um, been interested in, but never, never done it. And, and it was just it came up a couple of weeks ago, and it was all about money blocks and and looking at your attitude of money. And there's lots of those out there, but this particular person I really admire and uh i i and i saw it all the way through the week like i was like if i do day 1 i'm doing the whole 5 days like i'm not this i'm not messing around here yeah. because i tend to dabble in and out and i do try and i do mean to watch the replay and i do mean to show up live and i do i you know genuine but things happen and you know doesn't happen so so i've done all of those things uh so i've, I've made commitments and I've, I've stuck with them and um yeah and i've also spoken up to a few people that didn't appreciate that because i've sort of said <laughs> here's what i really think you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um nicely but i've yeah. i've said whereas before i probably would have gone oh just let it go it's not that big a deal mm-hmm. 'Cause that's the really English way to do things. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently I have adopted that habit. So I was like, No, I'm not English. I don't have to do this. And I'm not comfortable with it. It's crossed a boundary. I'm speaking up. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> so I know, I know. And I can, I am aware I can be scary. Um, <laughs> and Hazel's going, Yeah, I can imagine. But <laughs> <laughs> But I can't because I because I can be very direct, yeah. so I was very Oh. careful and you know i haven't ruined the relationship but i've yeah. i've made sure that people know where things stand in terms of my boundaries and kind yeah. of gone that yeah. Yeah, back yeah. off
1: yeah. you know i mean most yeah most of the time i'm a fairly easygoing person but there's been times in my life where i've seen something or something's happened that i felt i had to stick stick that out um, is it all right if i tell you a little story yeah well when i was working in i was doing my counseling training um counseling placement um in brighton um and they were really hard to get a counseling placement you know I was like gorgeous and i actually managed to get a place at the brighton women's center there was um there was me and one other girl who came in as the like trainee counselors and there's four um established counselors already working in the service and we have, when you're counselling, you have like supervision. So you have like a supervision group that you meet up. I think it was, I think it was weekly. Yeah, I think it probably was weekly or fortnightly. Um, anyway, I've been part of that project for a year. And um, this, no, about six months. and uh, So I've been in for a while, you know, and it was supposed to be a very co- cooperative kind of working group. Everybody was included and consulted. Anyway, what happened? One week, the supervisor challenged one of the experienced counselors um on something that she was working you know her work with a client and that was part Mm -hmm. of their job was to challenge somebody you know challenge if they weren't looking at their own issues or whatever and she didn't like it and the whole session this whole supervision session was taken up with this challenge you know this conflict between the supervisor the the next week fortnight when we went in there was a new supervisor, so the four the four councilors had got together and sacked the supervisor. Wow! Yeah, yeah, without wow. consulting me or the other trainee, the other trainee, and um, I was just completely shocked. You know, it was. And that was a huge dilemma for me, because at the time, you know, I was really worried. I thought, oh, if I speak out here and say, I don't think this is okay, you know, (laughs) we haven't been consulted. We built up a relationship with the supervisor, Um, you know, what's going on? Why wasn't it processed? Why wasn't this, you know, anyway? They, it was really hard. It was really hard because the four counsellors, the, the new supervisor didn't know what was going on. She was completely, you know, she did a good job holding the process. But um, they, I was worried I'm going to lose my placement as well if I spoke mm-hmm. about this and said, I actually don't think this is okay, you know. Um, but I wouldn't let it go. I wouldn't let it go. But, and it was really hard. It went on for weeks. I mean, they really tried to silence me you know, they they, wouldn't, they didn't want to discuss this issue. They felt that what they did was fine. And um, I took it quite a long way. I actually it took it outside the group in the end. I took it to the management committee of the Women's Centre. In the end, I got acknowledgement. That's all I wanted. Mm-hmm. I All I wanted was an acknowledgement that, you know, we, we needed to be consulted about a major decision. That was part of the ethos of the women's organisation. So it was a principle I felt very strongly about, um, and I'm quite proud that I did that because you know it was important. It was kind of yeah, I, I, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to share that story with you. I
0: think I think it's a good story for you know, you know we we all have principles, yeah. and and we shouldn't need to compromise those yeah, or yeah, back down yeah, from those. Yeah. unless there is a damn good reason, like someone else's needs are greater. But there has to be that acknowledgement of them saying, this is what's happened. This is what they haven't done is considered that, You had a relationship, and you had built trust, and you you know had an understanding with that other person, and now you've got to start that again. They haven't considered was that okay for you, you know, because that might have been difficult for some people to start all over with somebody else. And then the fear of losing your placement. And I think I think there you know we all have a line where we'll say, oh no 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 you've you've crossed it, and I'm and I'm I'm that and that's the end. Yeah
2: yeah
0: yeah. But it's where that line is, and you know, boundaries are something I'm. I, I don't think I've ever done an interview without saying the word boundaries somewhere. Yes. Um, you know, and I, I think I think because it is so important to know where those are, yes. not to yes. wait until they're trampled on before yes. you find out. Yes,
1: yes really important and and when i worked with you know women who've been abused i mean that was a huge issue all the time boundaries you know a lot of the women you know just had no boundaries they had no boundaries um and um yeah it came up time and time and time again and the whole organization was actually run by it it was a grassroots organization so everyone in the organization had experienced abuse and so the boundaries oh we you know one of the things we had to work on in the organisation was setting boundaries everywhere, you know, Mm. boundaries everywhere. It was really important. So we, everybody knew exactly where they were, you know, you knew what your context you were working in, what you could do, what you couldn't do. It was a huge part of my work actually was setting boundaries in within the organisation. So yeah, boundaries really important.
0: Well, and you know, I think particularly when when you're talking about the environment that you were in, where abuse is is present, and then yeah. that's a given, then automatically everybody there's boundaries have been trampled yeah. on.
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. Yes. At some point, and yes. unless we go through that exercise, and that's important for all of us, but most especially if our boundaries have been trampled on, unless we go through that exercise of understanding where our boundaries are. Yeah. And I know that they do it with young primary school children. You know, they talk yeah. about, like, it's your yeah. body and where's your boundaries. Yeah. And yes. people don't get to touch you. And, yeah. you know, people don't get to be mean to you. And there's, like, yeah. you know, kind of classroom, you know, rules and things. Yeah. Um, and then it, then it is never spoken about again. <laughs> it yeah. sort of yeah. disappears. Yeah, yeah. And if, if others in our lives have let us down on upholding our boundaries and, and supporting us through it, then it can be really hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is so important to know where those boundaries are, and to know, you know, wh- where you have to step in with your principles and exercise those. Absolutely. And it is very often a principled thing, you know. Like you yeah. said in in, in your um, story, you, it's it's about you just wanted acknowledgement. That's, that's all I want. I've had a, I've had a few, I'm, I I mean, I train people in how to give feedback and receive feedback and all that kind of stuff. So I know how to do it properly. So I'm not, I I didn't, you know, it was very assertive and very considered and, you know, but I still, I I still, there are people who don't like conflict. And so I've still ruffled a few feathers because they would have rather me not said anything. So it doesn't matter how nicely or how carefully you put it they were not okay with kind of being effectively called out yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean i i, I wouldn't say that i particularly like conflict but like you say when when you print you feel like a principle is at stake i kind of feel i have to speak up that's just something yeah. within me it's the way i am yeah I, you know there's been a f- not many times i've had to do that in my life but um that yeah there's, i've been in groups where people have been scapegoated and that's not a nice experience and usually I'm the one that's there, you know, trying to be on their side because, you know, to be scapegoated in a group is a horrible thing to happen oh, to you. Absolutely. It doesn't happen yeah. to me, but I've seen it happen. Um, so,
0: Yeah, but- and that's when I get scary is when someone else is being scapegoated. Then it's yeah. like, oh, okay, here's the deal. Yeah. And then yeah. there's a lean in and you should run. Because yeah. <laughs> it's get very honest. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah but yeah. so so what is next for you hazel what's so you started your facebook community which i'm so excited um you've got your book out there yeah
1: yeah
0: uh you're selling your paintings
1: yeah yeah, yeah. what's yeah, next? I just sold one yesterday yeah <laughs> it's been really quiet this year and obviously i sell them in a gallery locally um and, um, you know, I'm just an amateur painter, but I have actually sold about a thousand paintings since I started painting. Not for huge amounts of money, yeah, I know. I've been doing it about 10 years. And um, yeah, so it's great. I love that, you know, the fact that my paintings are hanging all around people's walls in the country. <laughs> gives mm. me a great thrill, considering I'm just an amateur painter. Um, when I moved to Weymouth, I met this amazing man. Um, he was born in London and he was a fantastic, he, he, he painted these really weird, um, they're the, like ruins of a ship scenes, you know, and um, you'd have the sea, the sea in the background, but he had these like weird with little figures, he was an amazing painter. He, he sold his for thousands of pounds. I used to meet him in the street and he'd say, look, Hazel, I've just sold a painting. And he, he'd have the money in his pocket. Oh, <laughs> so so was £3,000 in his pocket. it was really funny. Such a character. But I didn't realise, but he actually painted flowers occasionally. Um, but he did this really sort of almost, um, oh, 60s style, dreamlike, abstract type oh I know they were amazing I mean he didn't like painting but he did occasionally do them for somebody you know somebody asked him to do one so it was him that actually started me off which was great you know he said um you know why don't you you know try painting with flowers you know and I thought "Oh, I'll give it a go you know and he gave me a few little tips and things so and when I took the first one into a local it's a it's not a gallery it's a kind of craft collector but we have like a shop and there's knitters in there there's Glass workers, you know, it's really great. Yep. We, we, it's like a little collective. And um, when I sold the first one, I was absolutely thrilled to bits. You know, it was a great thrill to sell that very first piece. I still get a thrill every time I sell one. Um, you know, but these
0: a, are so but these are these are um, what you're talking about yeah. um, that you've been doing for a long time. Are yeah. such strong acts of confidence? You know, yeah. putting your art out there for others to see. Yeah putting your book out there and sharing it to friends. is I've written before, and I do not want friends to read it. You know, it's like, <laughs> I would rather strangers read it and give me their opinion, but but I do not want friends to read. It's just uncomfortable for me. And so what you for me, what you're doing is just such strong acts of bravery.
1: Oh, thank you, Heather. That's not, I, never saw, I never saw it that way, really. The book I felt more so... When I started with the painting, yes, I probably did feel like that. You know, I remember putting this painting in and um, looking and thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, that? who's going to buy that? (laughs) Hanging it up, you know, nobody's going to buy it. It went really quickly. It's funny, though, often the paintings that I spend more time on, some I I can do really quickly, others I'll spend weeks on. You know, I keep going back to a little bit of this. And the ones I really love often are the ones that actually... um, take longer to sell which is odd it's very it interesting it, again i think is it because i overdo with them because you know, even in paintings there's an energy about them you know you're putting mm-hmm. your energy into it and if i do the, the quick ones seem to kind of sell quicker so again i think i may overdo my painting work you know sometimes it's it's yeah. it's interesting
0: that isn't that is an interesting thing to to think about is mm-hmm. the energy that you've put into it yeah, yeah. It, others will, will receive it because yeah, it yeah. is literal energy. So yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe there is something in that of, you know, kind of maybe they enjoy, maybe your target audience enjoys something more light and bright and breezy yeah, kind yeah. of a feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bit, Even if it, the it, isn't of that. Yeah. So maybe there's something in that.
1: Yeah, it is, it is. I only noticed this lately because I did a little mini, I'm in a little group and we had like a festival week and they are, I sort of said, oh, I'll do a painting workshop. I've never shown anybody how to paint, you know, these paintings, flower paintings, but I I realised I have developed a little process of how I do it, so that was quite easy. So I did a whole week, every day, just, you know, half an hour. And I only spent 10 minutes every day showing them how to put these, you know, how to do these flowers. And by the end of the week, I'd created this painting in probably... A quarter of the time I normally spend on them, and it was it was just as good as any one that I'd spent a week on, a whole week on, which was really interesting. And I thought, yeah, maybe I am overdoing those paintings too much, you know. So i got I'm, that's another little lesson lately that I've learned.
0: Okay, so if we were to think about, um, you know, I mean, cabaret is 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 typically a small stage environment. So if you had, so you could have a comedian, you could have a singer, you could have a dancer, you could have, yeah. you know, um, any number of of things. Mm-hmm. Any one of those you could relate to as if if you saw somebody who had over rehearsed it, yeah. and so they were going yeah. through the motions of singing the song because they sing the song. I've seen many very professional, very you know multi-millionaire bands that just don't connect with their audience they're just there and they play the song that they recorded for the album and it's you know and then there's the ones that connect with with their audience because it's not over rehearsed it's for that audience Um, it would be the same with dancing you know i've seen dancers where it's all perfectly polished but they're just it's kind of boring because it's exact
2: Yes, yes, so,
0: yes. And of course there is an audience, and this is beyond cabaret, because ballet would never, well, it, could, it would be in cabaret, but it, a, a full ballet would be on a big stage. So by definition, wouldn't be cabaret. That That is perfect, um, or as perfect as they can make it. And same with things like opera, again, a big stage. But mm-hmm. if you think about like cabaret and you think about the little acts, all the comedians that, that go on to those stages, hoping to become Jerry Seinfeld, then... Mm-hmm they would have to seem like it's the first time they've told that yes. story or said it. Yeah. 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 And maybe there's a parallel, and I'm fully making this up right now because I haven't thought <laughs> it through it because I'm an extrovert. It's all coming out of my mouth. and These are my thoughts. <laughs> um, is maybe there is an equivalent of over-rehearsing mm-hmm. in yeah. drawing and painting. Yeah, I
1: think, I think I'm beginning to sort of really realise that, certainly for myself lately. So I'm going to really think about that, the next few paintings I do, um, you know, that I'm actually going to, again, the little, I think that's going to be my theme for the year, spontaneity, spontaneous, spontaneous and quickly, I think. Yeah, certainly for the rest of this year, that I'm going to um, do that in all areas of my life, be more spontaneous and do things, yeah, quickly.
0: Well, it is certainly working for you now, because you, you, you made a Facebook group in a day yeah. and now you're up there and you've got people and you're, you're oh. doing lives and I'm loving what you're doing with oh, your exercises you. and, and uh, I'm gonna follow along with you and you have inspired yeah. my next 30 days of journaling and I'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. Um, I'm committing to 30 days at a time because then if I don't like something I can change yeah. it or what, yeah. or I can learn from it. it gives me yeah. enough time to, for it to become a habit and yeah. and reflections and then yeah. i can decide what i do with it next yeah. um, but i love i think spontaneous and quick and not over rehearsing is is yeah. a is a very worthy one and i'm so happy that you're in the confidence yeah. challenge with us because i get to follow that journey with you for the rest of the year to, to see yeah. where that goes brilliant. and to share with the others as well
1: yeah i can't wait to meet them
0: yeah brilliant. yeah we'll yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we will do that next week. In the meantime, if anybody else wants to join us, you are more than welcome to. If you want to go live, uh, it is, it's is—it's safe, right, Hazel? Nothing absolutely. bad happens?
1: Absolutely. great. <laughs> you're, you're
0: not scary at all. <laughs> I love when people say, oh, I'd love to be able to go live. And I go, come
1: with me. It'll be OK. I'll, yeah, I'll keep you yeah. safe. And they no, go. I'm fine. Yeah. I've really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it.
0: Well, you didn't need me at all. so I'm, I'm feeling like a complete fraud at this point, but I have loved chatting with you. Um, it's, it's, it's so much fun. I love your stories. I adore your work. I think art and you is fantastic. Um, I, I certainly want to know more about it. So please bring your book with you to the next Confidence Challenge when we have our call, because I, I want to know more about it and I, I, I want to share that with others
2: oh thank
0: you where can people find out more about your work or your book or how can they get
1: in touch um, with you? i mean obviously
0: well, I, this is out in the community so you can you can contact hazel in in the in
1: the confidence yeah, recovery yeah, yeah, where, yeah, where exactly. else are you yeah well I'm, I'm on amazon um the art of you self-discovery through art um i'm on etsy um oh forgot the name rtu capital letters but i'm on instagram at discover art of you and you can find the links on there so that's my main platform instagram at the moment
0: okay so this is you on amazon the art of you
1: yeah and my that's obviously my surname yeah
0: that's your book yeah and then and then what was etsy again
1: um, etsy is um r-t-a-r-t-y-u just r-t-u yeah and um instagram which you can kind of get a to flavor of um of the book more on instagram is uh discover art of you
2: <laughs> yeah, discover art of you
1: yeah on etsy yeah. On, on on instagram i mean on instagram I think I'm, on, I'm on facebook as well <laughs> i'm everywhere
0: <laughs> you are everywhere you are brilliant um what happened to that uh Discover Art of View. I don't know why that. View. There we go.
1: Oh, thanks.
0: Heather. That's right. Right.
1: That's it. Yeah. That's Instagram. Yeah.
0: Amazing. Amazing. Oh, yeah. So, um, Hazel Akert. <laughs> thank you for being my guest.
1: Oh, thank you, Heather. Really enjoyed it. I'm going to go onto my Facebook. My group. They would do another session. <laughs>
0: Yay! I'm excited. Well, uh, I will um, I, I will watch it and, and follow the exercise. I haven't done the the first exercise, which was about journaling, and then and then creating, expressing in some yeah, sort of
1: yeah.
0: drawing-ish thing, well, whatever you want.
1: Yeah, wherever, you, yeah, just where you are now. Yeah.
0: Yeah, where you are now. I love that. I love that. Yeah.
1: Thank you for joining
0: me. Thank well, you for thank being you in the, the Cabaret Community. It's fabulous you. to have you here. Yeah.
1: Thanks for the challenge. Really brilliant.
0: No, oh, I'm so glad. I'm I'm so glad. Once once we had our conversation and I've made a few notes of, of, of questions for you for your next 30 days, so um right. including spontaneity. So I, I, I for those of you who, who aren't part of the challenge yet, you I don't assign you things, I kind of go, well, let's play with these, a few of these and yeah. see what happens and yeah. and and then you set your own one.
1: Yes, join the challenge, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love, I want to keep it
0: small because I like it to be, you know, really, really intimate. And it is as much for me as for everybody else because we all keep each other accountable. I just, I'm done with not taking action. I'm done with talking about it. Mm -hmm. And you are such an inspiration because you took your action like that day.
1: (laughs) Didn't you say do it that day?
0: I did. I did. I have no power, Hazel.
1: I'm a good little girl. I do as I'm told.
0: Compliant. <laughs> that you did not need permission. None of you need permission. Just do what you want to do. You don't you don't even need to be in the challenge. You you yeah. you always have permission. Give yourself permission to do what you want yeah. to do. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. Lovely. Oh, thanks, Thank you,
0: Hazel. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, you too. I'm Heather Jean. Have a great weekend. Um, You can check out the podcast this week. It was fabulous. You can check out the challenge. You can check out, just Google Confidence Recovery and you'll find everything. I am reminding you that it is your body. It is your world and it is your stage. Take up space this weekend.